The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed in the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. What is the cloud? It's not just pie in the sky anymore. SAP presents In the Cloud with Game Changers with your host, Bonnie D. Graham. Are you in the cloud yet? If you are, do you know how to maximize its potential? Get ready for an hour of innovations and innovators who will explain how they are using the cloud. Find out how to make it work for you or work more effectively for you. Now, here's Bonnie D. Graham. I have one word for you today. Startups. Is it a bad time to launch one? Not. I'll tell you why. Technology is helping startups disrupt the status quo and become today's real economic game changers. Yes, the global economy I'm talking about. I have four panelists who will be proof positive and tell you why. First, we're going to speak with Lou Leparacci from Next Principles. Lou says, companies that fail to successfully incorporate social media, analytics, and big data. Write that down, kids. Social media, analytics, and big data into their business today will be the dinosaur of their industry in three to five years. Blink, it's coming up really, really fast. We'll talk to Lou in just a couple minutes. Joe Hyland from Talia says, we can make real-time funding decisions all within the cloud by analyzing millions of buyer-supplier relationships in a split second. Are you getting that? Millions of relationships in a split second to find the right financing rate and options for the requesting supplier. We'll hear more from Joe at Talia and get well wishes to Max, by the way. Pan Kamal from Alert Enterprise says, with predictive risk analytics, organizations can now analyze risk almost instantaneously and take proactive steps to prevent malicious threats before they manifest. You heard it, preventing malicious threats, a big issue for a lot of companies, especially startups. We'll talk to Pan in a few. And Dan Quirk from Dell Services rounds out my panel today. He says, in-memory computing allows access to data in ways not previously possible and will change how we look at data and how we analyze business. So join us for the next hour for startups and technology, the real game changers in today's global economy. I am Bonnie D. Graham, and I have a new word for you, a better word. I'm changing startups to smartups because that's who I'm talking to today. I looked it up. I Googled it. It's it's part of, I don't know, something about a company that provides UPS backup services. Well, I'm calling it SmartUps, and we're coining it today. Before I get to my guests, I have three questions for our listeners, three very important questions. Are you developing innovative applications? Are you facing and tackling a big data problem? Is your product or service data sensitive, data sensitive? SAP is hosting a series of startup forums around the world called the SAP Startup Focus Program. We don't usually promote stuff on the show, but this is really important if you're a startup. I want you to go to spr.ly forward slash SAP Startups. 
That's spr.ly, SAP Startups. And look for our 2012 Global Summer Schedule coming to a city near you, Berlin, August 15th, Tokyo, August 29th, Palo Alto, California, our flagship event, August 30th. There's still time. Paris, ooh, September 6th, and Dublin, September 6th, and Singapore. Go around the world with SAP Startup Forums and Sydney, Australia, September 11th. Okay, enough promos. Time to meet my guest, Lou Leparacci. Head of Product Marketing and Business Development, Next Principles, has over 20 years' experience in enterprise solutions, streaming media, social media, and he started as a physicist on the early space shuttles at NASA and then eventually moved to Silicon Valley. Welcome, Lou Leparacci. How are you today? Hi, Bonnie. I'm doing well. Great to be on your show. Wonderful. Thank you. Can't wait to hear your insights. Very, very important to find out what Next Principles is doing. Joe Hyland, Senior Director of Marketing at Talia, oversees global integrated marketing strategy and manages day-to-day corporate comms activities. He was at Kronos Incorporated as head of workforce productivity, product marketing. That's a big title on a business card, Joe. Welcome to SAP Radio. How are you today? Uh, Joe, I'm you good? Fantastic, Bonnie. Thanks for, yeah, I'm great. Thanks for having me on. Wonderful. Delighted to have you. Pan Kamal is Vice President of Marketing at Security Convergence Software Company, Alert Enterprise, Inc. Pan is active in the security domain, which is what he's going to talk about, and he has experience with Smart Grid, a topic we recently covered on SAP Radio, Pan, SCADA, SCADA, and Critical Infrastructure Security. Welcome, Pan. How are you today? Thank you, Bonnie. I am great, and I'm happy to be on with you folks from sunny Silicon Valley. Thank you very much. That's a good, authentic place to be on today. And Dan Quirk is Global Director of Commercial Industry Solutions for Applications and BPO at Dell Services, responsible for developing and taking to market industry-specific application solutions. Dan, this is a long sentence. In commercial industries such as manufacturing, retail, consumer products, transportation, and logistics. Dan Quirk, how are you today? I'm great, Bonnie. Thanks for having me on. Wonderful, wonderful. Okay, let's get started. I'm going to dive deep headfirst into the quotes provided by my guests. Let's hear about a minute apiece from you and tell me what you meant by what you wrote. Lou Leparacci, Next Principles. You say companies have to incorporate social media analytics and big data today or they'll be dinosaurs of their industry in three to five years. Sounds like a prediction, but we're going to cover it at the beginning instead of the end. What do you mean by dinosaurs? How bad, Lou? Well, I think uh, what I want to do is instill a sense of urgency in, in the audience that, uh, you know, if they don't move in, in, and incorporate these technologies, they really will be behind their competitors. And I sort of liken this to the era of uh, the early Internet days when a lot of companies were sort of poo-pooing the idea of getting their, all their employees engaged on the Internet and saying that it was a big waste of time. And now a lot of those companies are gone. And I think the technology that we're talking about today are just as important. And uh, if people aren't incorporating those into their business practice today, that they won't be around in in a few years. And a lot of that um, means being able to listen to what's going on in your community and what's going on with your customers, uh, what's going on with competitors and so forth. And I think, you know, social media um, enables us to do that. And the big data angle uh, enables us to look through mountains and mountains of data that we previously couldn't go through and and come up with uh, trends and spot a lot of opportunities that we previously uh, couldn't. And if your competitors are doing that, then they're going to be way ahead of you. 
way ahead of you. Three to five years, that's pretty tight, isn't it? That means you're almost on the way out now, wouldn't you say, Lou? I believe so. So that's, again, that's why I wanted to make a sense of urgency for folks because uh, these technologies have been around for a bit and some people are already incorporating them. They've figured out strategies and they're moving ahead and others that are sort of on the bubble, if they don't get with it, they're going to be uh, left in the dust. There we go. Let's turn to Joe Hyland. Thank you, Lou. Joe Hyland from Tolia says, we can make, and this is Tolia, real-time funding decisions within the cloud. I I love this part, analyzing millions of buyer-supplier relationships in a split second. Boggles my mind, Joe, that you can do it that fast to get the right financing rates and options for the requesting supplier. How exciting is that? Tell me a little bit about what you're talking about. Yeah, well, this is, uh, it's, it's very exciting. I mean, this is, you talked at the start of the show about disrupting the status quo um, yes. That's what we're doing. We're doing it in partnership with with SAP and, and HANA. Um, kind of what Talia does at its core um, is is pretty simple. We help we help big companies buying organizations more profitable, become more profitable, and we help smaller businesses get faster, cheaper access to to money um, through automating discount capture. Um, but what about everything else? What we did mm-hmm. with SAP is we said. Well, how do, how do small companies go out and get loans today? Uh, they have a big order coming up. Um, maybe they have payroll in a few weeks and they're, and they're tight on cash. Um, well, they're, they're typically forced to go out and get these short-term loans. Uh, it can be called factoring, um, mm-hmm. which, which I won't go too, too into, but it's just a way to get, uh, to get money uh, quickly. Um, but, but what's kind of sad about it, and it's a little frustrating for small companies, is um, – it's, they're oftentimes taken advantage of. So they're dealing with loan sharks or maybe mm-hmm. they're dealing with, with banks um, that, that give them somewhat predatory loans. Uh, and there's, there's a better way. Uh, within SAP and kind of over our years of doing this, we have literally millions of data records on invoice status, purchase orders, goods received, um, and so forth. So we can determine the appropriate kind of risk and what the loan should be on an individual transaction. Um, and that's so critical because at the end of the day, um, the terms that a lot of these small businesses are kind of forced to accept, um, they're really unfair. You're talking 25, 30% APR for a short-term loan. It just doesn't make any sense. There's, there's a better way, and we're using kind of technology um, through the startup program, actually, uh, to disrupt and, and change the status quo and, and really kind of, in this case, help out the small guy. Thank you, Joe. I'm very intrigued that Talia is a recent newcomer. We'll talk to you more about that, helping other newcomers. That's a good sense of business community, IMHO. Let's turn to our friend from Alert Enterprise, Pan Kamal. Pan says, with predictive risk analytics, organizations can analyze risk. Here's another mind blower. Almost instantaneously, I like that, and take proactive steps to prevent malicious threats before they manifest. Tell me, what malicious threats are we talking about, Pan, and what are you doing about it? So we, we see a huge opportunity for startups in securing the cloud. The cloud's kind of been like a gold rush. There's been a rush to cloud, and security has almost been an afterthought. So you have data, applications, and infrastructure that live outside your enterprise. And it's even more important and more critical that they may, there should be ways to secure all of this information. How do you know who has access, physical access to your servers that are sitting at a colo facility? And they may be regulatory requirements that force you to have to monitor that. So Lord Enterprise can actually deliver the ability to connect the dots. We can figure out who should have access. Are they in the facility? Simple things like um, somebody's dialed in, somebody's logged in over a VPN. 
but they're badged into that same facility. How could that be? How could you be dialed in remotely and in the mm-hmm. building at the same time? Nobody's looking at those things. So by connecting those kind of dots together, it's really, really important to figure out what's going to happen, the ability to predict when an incident's going to take place, and prevent those threats from occurring. And so instead of looking through the rearview mirror and looking at forensics and trying to analyze, you know, how, what can you do better the next time, Alert mm-hmm. Enterprise is enabling enterprises and managed security providers to actually deliver that security in a multi-tenancy environment for hybrid deployments and monitor insider threat. Great. Interesting. I'm looking at predictive risk analytics, and I'm almost seeing the word preventive risk analytics. That's what you're talking about. By the way, the idea of being in one building and logging in from another sounds like a good movie. I'm seeing Nicolas Cage somewhere in this one. Can you, you know, we'll talk about that later. We'll write the script. Dan Quirk, Dell Services. You say in-memory computing allows access to data in ways not previously possible and will change how we look at data and analyze business. What are you seeing from the Dell vantage point, Dan Quirk? Well, what we're seeing, Bonnie, is companies taking advantage of the technology, and the previous three guests gave three perfect examples of how we're leveraging the new technologies that are available, uh, leveraging in-memory computing, leveraging the cloud, in order to analyze businesses and solve problems that uh, previously were bound by the limits of the computing power that was available. With in-memory analytics, there's almost no limit to the decisions that we can make. There's so much data that's being collected out there for years and years, and now we finally have the power and the ability to analyze things. And what we see is companies changing the way that they're looking at their data because they're no longer bound by these limits. And we see things like being able to predict what someone may want to buy, being able to predict how how well something is going to be received in the market, taking closer looks at quality of introduced new products, so there's so many different ways, and now that we're no longer bound by these limits, there's things that are happening now that couldn't that were not even possible five years ago. Wonderful. Thanks for that perspective, Dan. We'll be hearing a lot more from you. I have to tell everybody, if you want to talk to us during the show, our lines are filled, but we have another great way. Go to hashtag SAP Radio on Twitter. Yes, the world is on Twitter. It's cool. It's business. It's the way to talk. We want to do a quick shout-out to Marcus from, yes, Talia. Marcus, I'm glad you're feeling better. Glad to see you on Twitter. Sorry you couldn't join us, but we'll be fine and glad you're listening. I'm Bonnie D. Graham. This is In the Cloud with Game Changers, presented by SAP. We'll be right back after the break. Justin, out. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Think you know SAP? Think again. SAP customers produce over 70% of the world's chocolate, more than 50% of the world's brand name jeans, over 72% of the world's beer, more than 86% of the world's athletic footwear, and over 65% of the world's televisions. Learn more at www.sap.com. Think you know SAP? Think again. SAP customers produce more than 52% of the world's movies, collect tolls for over 1.75 billion road miles traveled each year, and represent 80% of the companies on the Dow Jones Sustainability Index. SAP customers fly more than 1.1 billion of the world's passengers, courier over 50% of the world's packages, and manufacture over 77,000 automobiles a day. Learn more at www.sap.com. 
it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are in the cloud with Game Changers, presented by SAP. If you have a question or comment for Bonnie or her guests, send an email to bonnie.d.gram at sap.com. You can also tweet your comments to pound sign SAP Radio during the show. Now back to In the Cloud with Game Changers. Welcome back. And now we start our roundtable in earnest. I was chatting with my guests on the break, and we talked about how to best come out of the gate here. But I have something I want to do before we dive into things like the cloud is the new gold rush. Great topic. I want to ask my three startup panelists, Lou from Next Principles. And by the way, thank you to my guests for all having names with three letters in them. It makes my job easy. We have Lou, Joe, Pan, Dan, and I told them they could call me Bon. So we're the, we're the, five, we're the three-letter people today. So, uh, Lou, let's start with you for Next Principles. Tell me a little bit about the mentality, the culture, the energy it takes to doing a startup. Because my opening was technology is helping startups disrupt the status quo and becoming real economic game changers. So let's just step back for a second from what you actually do to what was the thought? How long has Next Principles been in business? Then we'll do Joe from Talia, Pan from Alert, Daniel comment, and then we'll go into some of our, our bigger topics. So Lou, Startup, how long you've been around? Who's, whose brainchild was this? What was this, the idea that spurred the need for Next Principles? Sure. So uh, Next Principles has been around for nearly two years. Um, the company was started by Satya Krishnaswamy, and this was his uh, brainchild, and basically saw a need to connect a lot of what was going on in social media to uh, the CRM systems and also to make it a lot easier to, to empower more people to, to use the systems. A lot of the systems previously were designed with a lot of complexity in, in mind, and we're trying to make it very easy for anybody to uh, access the power of social media and connect it to their CRM. Lou, how fast did Next Principles discover cloud and the power in the cloud? Instantly. <laughs> ah, say that again. They discover the cloud Instantly, okay. That's why this show is about startups because we're trying to convey the message to all of our listeners. And by the way, we have thousands and thousands of listeners, but we're not sure who they are. So we want to speak to those who are either in a big company, mid-sized company, thinking of going out on their own or doing a spin-off. You got to start somewhere, right? So instantly, who who realized who was the smart one who said cloud got to go there? Well, I think all of us in, in the company have a background in cloud computing, and I think it was uh, sort of a no-brainer for us as a group to uh, to move in that direction. And as a startup, you want to try to leverage as, as much of, of uh, publicly available resources and low-cost resources as you can, and we were able to leverage a lot of the freemium models and a lot of the power of cloud computing to uh, get the company jump-started without having to uh, spend a lot of money on, on capital equipment. And do you all sit back at the end of the day and say two years well spent, we're doing well, and we're moving ahead with our plans? How good is it? Yeah, it's, it's going quite well, and, and our service itself is a cloud-based service. So, and we're, we're, you know, we do um, our own cloud computing, and, and so uh, we're, you know, we're real believers in the model, and um, all of our partners are in the cloud as well. So um, you know, we're, we're big cloud people. 
Good. I'm glad. We like big cloud people. Let's turn to Joe Highland Atalia. Joe, you've got so many people tweeting today at hashtag SAP Radio. <laughs> very, very impressive. I've got your fan club here. So, Joe, talk to me. Talia, when did it start? Whose brainchild was it? Who had that, that seed, that germ of an idea? And where did cloud come in? Uh, Any yeah, or all um, of the above. It started, <laughs> yeah, no, no, I'll hit it all. I love it. Uh, it started in 2009. Um, it kind of the brainchild. It was, it was around uh, finding a better way to for organizations, for companies to partner with their suppliers. Um, supply chain automation um, is is nothing new, but there's kind of one last pillar that really hasn't been kind of conquered or really established, and that's. So, you know, how you invoice your suppliers, when you decide to pay them, um, you know, cash returns, return on money. Um, you know, back in the back in the 80s, early 90s, when interest rates were so high, it made sense to get an invoice and sit on it for as long as possible because um, you were earning such such great return on that money. Well, in the interest rate environment we're in today, it it just doesn't add up, right? So. Mm-hmm. There's a better way to get returns on your money, um, and you kind of combine that with the fact that a lot of suppliers or small businesses, they need access to cash. So you, you kind of take this, in some ways, lose-lose proposition of organizations sitting on money for a long time and earning, truthfully, paltry returns, uh, and suppliers kind of starving for cash. Well, what if you could pay your suppliers earlier, um, but in a way that it could be automated. And, and in order to get paid earlier, a supplier is willing to give a discount. Um, that's an easy thing to do if you have 100 suppliers or 200 suppliers. Sure, you just pick up the phone and call them. But for these large organizations with thousands or tens of thousands of suppliers, uh, mm-hmm. that needs to be automated. Um, this, called, this is called dynamic discounting. Uh, and it, what's funny is there really wasn't a solution for it. Um, hmm. So we've had great success uh, with companies like Pfizer and PG&E and John Deere saving millions of dollars a year, um, but also strengthening the relationships with their suppliers because the suppliers get access to money faster uh, and they give a discount for it. Um, and it's all in the cloud. I think being in the cloud and tied into SAP, that's a critical component of our success. Joe, you just dropped a couple of big-time brand names on us. Very impressive from my point of view. How long has Talia been around? Remind me. Uh, yeah, just just two or three years. Um, two or three so, years, uh, and you're already doing business with the big guys. So, what's the feeling at Talia? Are you you puffed up with pride and saying, "Wow, we did it. We're doing it." Or, or how do you see yourselves growing? Just give me a quick overview of of growth using the cloud. Yeah, for me, I mean, I said this at the start. It is all about disrupting the status quo. There are so mm-hmm. many kind of processes out there that just don't make sense. Um, and they, they um, kind of persist just because it's how business has been done. Um, so I think, I think we're, we're moving into this space of how small businesses get loans. There's, there's just a better way to do it um, and a way that we can help the economy. And, and I don't know, I'm, I'm almost a little prideful of this, help, help small businesses have better access to cash. But to do that, we need we need supercomputing. We need partnerships like, like we have with SAP and the HANA program because um, the current way you, you get loans is it's all paper-driven and it's with big banks taking advantage of these small companies. Well, what if there was a way that you could have uh, an answer on a loan uh, within a second or two seconds? Um, and HANA does that, and that's what we're doing kind of in partnership with HANA. And it, it's a big data story. There's all this data. Dan talked about that, and it changes how companies go to market. Well, what if you use that big data uh, to do things smarter? And that's what we're trying to do here. 
I think that's the whole point. I'm, I'm delighted to hear there's another company helping other companies, but this time it's a startup helping the big guys. Very, very good. Be still my heart, I wanted to say. Pan Kamal from Alert Enterprise. What's your story? How long has Alert Enterprise been around? Whose dream or gleam was this? How did the cloud enter in the picture? And, and what do you think about all this data floating around? Talk to me. It's all fun stuff, and and uh, ah. the vision for Alert Enterprise really came from our CEO and founder, Jasvir Gill, who had founded a application security company for risk and compliance, basically managing things like Sarbanes-Oxley filings, et cetera. It was a big acquisition by SAP. It was a company called Versa Systems, became SAP's GRC division or business unit. So during that time, Jasvir spoke with a lot of industrial companies like uh, Shell and ExxonMobil and a lot of the utilities, and they were saying, hey, we're happy you're managing and protecting our risk on the financial side. What we're really, really interested in is protecting our operating assets like pipelines and chemicals and you know power plants, et cetera. So the whole idea was born of extending beyond IT to include security for physical access and include security for industrial control systems. So we're Alert Enterprise ties those worlds together, provides a single application to secure all of that. So where does cloud fit into all of this? And so we have mm-hmm. a number of customers that are some of the largest utilities in the world. Um, but, you know, there's about 200 utilities that are investor-owned large utilities in the United States. But there's probably close to 2,000 smaller co-ops and municipal utilities that really can't, don't have the infrastructure of their own to provide the kind of security they need to secure the smart grid, et cetera. And we can deliver the same kind of security-related applications over the cloud to those co-ops and those municipals to meet their regulatory requirements, their filings, at the same time secure their operations. So we see huge value in delivering the kind of security, the enterprise-level security, to small and mid-sized businesses um, that that want to take advantage of the same kind of uh, protection and security. Thank you, Pan. I love the way you brought in the word fun because I sense you're all having fun growing something from zero to wow very quickly using the cloud, harnessing the data, getting all this good technology in your pocket and making it work for you and your clients and your partners. Great stuff. Dan Quirk, Dell Services. You probably have a very interesting perspective looking from the established platform of Dell at these startups, how they're doing it. Are they doing it the right way, Dan? Are they using what's available? Are they? Is there more they could do to do more? Well, in, in many cases, Bonnie, they're actually using Dell as, as a cloud provider for many of the services, and we enable businesses like these to grow and compete, and and these are the kind of businesses that are really setting the standards of the future. They're they're coming to us and saying we need these kind of applications. We need access to data in this way. We need we need to have flexible applications that are available in the cloud. And you know, Dell is the kind of the type of company. You know, we're a young company. We're just barely you know not even thirty years old. So we're barely out of the startup stage when you compare to some of the large large companies that have been around for years and years. So we partner with companies like this. We provide this infrastructure, and we embrace the fact that things are changing so quickly and really, really moving at light speed. Very interesting. You know, you said you're a, a, almost a new company, 30 years. Uh, okay. I'm, I thought I heard somebody chuckle in the background. Lewitt Next Principles, what, two years? Joe Hyland, two to three years at Talia and Pan Kamal Alert Enterprises. What, together, these three companies have been in business, let me round it up, maybe eight and a half, nine years in aggregate. Yes? 
Absolutely. Possibly? Absolutely. And so, but, you know, in, in terms of companies like the ones that they're partnering with, the companies like, uh, like Pfizer and companies like that that have been around for 100 years, uh, you know, we're still a very young company. We like to think that we're very nimble and can adapt very quickly. And in many cases, we allow our business units to work like startups so that we can leverage all of the new technology that's happening. And in many cases, we're providing it. So I'm, I'm loving it because the idea of a young company, a new company, a growth company is expanded now from two years to 30 years. Listen, I'm, I'm twice that age, and I think this is a great, great conversation. So my question, Lou, let's segue over to something a little bit different before we hit the break. You made a point of saying social media has ended opened up a number of new forms of communications channels and has created opportunities in marketing sales support. Why don't you quickly tell us what social media has done? I know that's part of what you do. And then I quickly, before the break, want to hit what Joe's company, Talia, is doing with social media and Pan, what Alert Enterprise. So, Lou, real fast, what's the impact for your company's growth? How are you using it? So not only are we using it, but our customers are obviously using it Mm -hmm. as well, and that's the business that we're in. So we have companies like EMC and Ariba and mid-sized companies like Perfor Software. They're all using um, social media on a number of fronts uh, to engage with their customers, uh, primarily in uh, marketing, support, and sales. So they're able to do things like uh, generate leads, identify influencers on uh, specific topics in certain market segments, um, handle support calls, identify uh, product ideas, sort of understand how they might uh, be perceived by their, by the general public uh, uh, versus their competitors. So there's a lot of different things that they're, they're doing with uh, social media for marketing, sales, and uh, support. Thank you very much, Joe Hyland. Let's keep it really tight now. Talia, social media, what are you doing with it? Uh, it's, it centers, it's kind of the, the central theme for how we communicate with our customers. Um, you know, ten years ago, uh, you did that through paper-based letters or maybe even old-fashioned mm-hmm. newsletters. We, we kind of dynamically uh, communicate with our customers through almost every social media outlet. I mean, I could go on, but that's, that's what we do. Okay, good to know. I'm, I'm observing here we have the Mojo Highland fan club on Twitter today. I'm counting about 15 people who are saying, Go, Joe. Go. Congratulations we're, we're, here. We're <laughs> <laughs> I can tell that. Pan Kamal at Alert Enterprise. Quickly, social media, what are you doing with it? How is it working or not for you? Social media is one of the number one threat areas to enterprises today. And I say ah. that not because we don't want people to use it, but it's become one of the, the most prevalent mechanisms by which enterprises are being infected and being attacked from the outside. And, um, you know, there's people that have the insiders within the organization that they have the ability to attach confidential corporate information, put it in through a file transfer service over the cloud or social media, et cetera. So what really is um, a need out there is for the ability to monitor what company employees, contractors, business partners, community folks are doing with social media and how do you protect the enterprise against those threats. And that's a key area where we're focused. 
Thank you, Pan. Very interesting. I'm, I want to do a shout-out to Sophie for bringing the three of you together. This is a great panel. And, Dan, of course, you're adding so much value. I'm Bonnie D. Graham. You're listening to In the Cloud with Game Changers. That's so you can spell it right. If you're a startup and you want to know what the SAP Startup Forums are all about, go to spr.ly forward slash cap S, cap A, cap P, cap S, T-A-R-T-U-P-S. That spells SAP Startups. I'll be telling you more about it. We're going to take our halfway break when we come back a lot more with our startups. And Dan from Dell, we're going to be talking more about big data and social media and the idea that gets a startup launched, which is such great information from our audience. For our audience, Justin, out. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. Think you know SAP? Think again. SAP customers produce more than 52% of the world's movies, collect tolls for over 1.75 billion road miles traveled each year, and represent 80% of the companies on the Dow Jones Sustainability Index. SAP customers fly more than 1.1 billion of the world's passengers, courier over 50% of the world's packages, and manufacture over 77,000 automobiles a day. Learn more at www.sap.com. Think you know SAP? Think again. SAP customers produce over 70% of the world's chocolate, more than 50% of the world's brand name jeans, over 72% of the world's beer, more than 86% of the world's athletic footwear, and over 65% of the world's televisions. Learn more at www.sap.com. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. are in the cloud with game changers presented by sap if you have a question or comment for bonnie or her guests send an email to bonnie.d.gram at sap.com you can also tweet your comments to pound sign sap radio during the show now back to in the cloud with game changers that's exactly where we are today, in the cloud with Game Changers, and not just any Game Changers. We're talking to startups today. Yes, it is possible. You can have a great idea and make it happen with the help of the cloud and avant-garde, cutting-edge, state-of-the-art technology that will leapfrog you ahead of the pack, and that's exactly what our guests are doing today. We're going to focus this next segment on a big idea convergence of the cloud and big data. There we got the word big in. We're going to tie it also to social media. So Joe Highland Italia, why don't you introduce us to or continue this topic? Let's talk a little bit about big data. I think it's something all three of you are grappling with. You're harnessing, you're understanding it, you're making it work for you, your customers, your partners. So Joe, Talia, convergence of big cloud, big cloud and big data. What do you think? Yeah. Uh, love it. I mean, one of the things that's, that's frustrating is when you, you hear these buzzwords, you know, it's got to be in the cloud. It's, um, you know, we have, we have all this information. We have big data. It's making sense of it. Um, for me, you, you kind of, you converge those two, you put them together and, um, it's opportunity. It's opportunity to disrupt things. Um, so in terms of, in terms of big data, I mean, this is just from Talia's perspective, um, how companies get loans. It, it's kind of, it's kind of crazy. Now, um, you're really just banks are just assessing the risk of kind of a company, right? Just just you as an entity. But if you're trying to get a loan on a specific transaction, doesn't it make more sense to 
to assess all the data that goes into that transaction, and that's what we're doing with big data. I mean, we're just using, um, we said it at the onset, millions of pieces of data um, to, to assess risk properly, and then also in the end, hopefully, to help help someone, help help a small business get get simpler, easier access to money um, and, and funding. Uh, and, and in terms of in the cloud, Pan said this earlier, it's, uh, it's the new gold rush. Uh, it is. Having easier access to, to data, having it in the cloud, uh, kind of moving away from this um, huge, large enterprise installations, um, it's, it's access to data, access to information. The cloud is just uh, transforming um, how a lot of businesses um, just work in the market and how they go to market. Thank you, Joe. I have a question for Lou and then for Pan. Big data. That says to me a company's been around a while. You have data that is big. You have a lot of, a lot of resources, a lot of data that you need to have either to keep your business going or to provide a service to your customers. How fast do you get to the point? We did a show on big data. What is big data? How much? What's the volume? What's the speed? The velocity? There are all kinds of ways to define it today, I know. But without getting into, into the weeds on this, Lou at Next Principles, when did your data become big at Next Principles? You were only out there two years. How did that happen? Um, our data became big immediately. <laughs> we're, we do social <laughs> okay. media um, Analytics. So what we're doing is looking at all of the communications that are going over all the different social media channels, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, LinkedIn, et cetera, and then we're analyzing that data in aggregate. So, you know, immediately it's, it's large and just getting larger. Um, so we needed to have a solution that enabled us to analyze um, data very quickly. So what big data has done for us is it's enabled us to offer services in real time that were not possible uh, previously. So although we could bring in a lot of this data before and analyze it, uh, we couldn't do that in, in real time. And, and what that means to us right now is our customers um, have now expanded from just being, I don't mean just, but from being B2B type businesses to now uh, being able to serve the retail and consumer market where uh, call centers and retail stores that need this type of data instantly can now be served. Thank you. Pan Kamal, Alert Enterprise. How big was your data when you started, and what's it doing now? What does it look like? Um, our data has always been big because it's not really our data. It's our customers' data, and we sell mm-hmm. to some of the largest organizations in the world, including uh, providing um, risk analytics for airports. And um, the predictive risk analytics part is really the key part where not only are we looking at lots and lots of data, but we're looking at many, many different sources of data. So at the airports, for example, we provide insider threat where we look at people's background information. We look at their uh, overall behavior patterns. This person's been coming to work from 9 to 5, Monday through Friday, all of a sudden starts showing up at midnight on a Saturday and trying to badge into an area where they're not supposed to go to. And then there's things like uh, every, every, every passenger that attempts to buy a ticket is being uh, vetted against the no-fly list. But what about the guy that restocks coffee at Starbucks mm-hmm. across from gate K79 at O'Hare Airport? Has anyone mm-hmm. checked to see if that person is on the no-fly list because they've got access to that gate every single day? So it's putting those patterns together, connecting the dots, and coming up with uh, what could end up being a little bit more of a sinister uh, picture that gets painted out of that and taking action from it. So exactly. That's 
You know something, Pan? You're, you're still reminding me of my comment earlier in the show about a movie script and Nicolas Cage. I saw sinister in what you were saying. I could hear the idea that we have to think about the bad stuff, the bad guy. Where is he? Where is she? How can we identify? Uh, who was doing this before Alert Enterprise? Did this service exist, predictive risk analytics at airports specifically, Pan? Well, one of the things that we do is actually leverage SAP HANA, the in-memory computing, which mm-hmm. allows us to process all this information and crunch all these numbers about 900 times faster than we could do in the past. So if you're starting to do this analysis and trying to predict an event, but it takes four hours to compute to find out what's happening, the event's long gone and, you know, you can't mm-hmm. do anything about it. But the the power of SAP HANA is delivering us the ability to predict that event, to do crunch all the numbers, and actually come up with an alert that allow us to prevent the incident from occurring. And that, that kind of capability really hasn't existed in the past. Pan, I have a quick question for you before we turn to Dan Quirk at Dell Services. My question is, what is the DNA of the people at Alert Enterprise? And I'll ask that to Lou at Next Principles and Joe Atolia in a minute. What's the DNA of the people who are forming what you're going to do and making your forward-looking plans and saying, hey, we're already doing this well, let's grow in this direction or that direction? Yes. Who, that who are these people? That is a great question. That Thank is you. such a great question because Thank we you. actually use that very phrase internally here. So ah. Jasper Gill, our founder, created a company. Uh, it was a $450 million acquisition by SAP, and it was part of the $2.5 billion GRC, Governance, Risk, and Compliance Software Market. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are currently targeting, and we, we would you know, provide this guidance to anybody looking to start up, is look, look outside sort of the traditional boundaries and look at larger markets out there. We're now targeting aviation security that's $20 billion market. There's the homeland security that's a $100 billion market. Utilities, critical infrastructure, another $7.5 billion. So when we add all these things up, we're targeting a $220 billion market, and mm. we feel that tying together the worlds, which we uniquely do, of IT security, physical security, and industrial control systems that allows us to address a $220 billion market. And that's our DNA of pushing the envelope and looking at areas that go well beyond IT, but still deliver some of that based on the uh, legacy that we bring in from our application security side. Thank you. Thank you. I have to. Dan, you're just going to wait a second, please. Joe Hyland, quickly, Talia, what is the DNA of the, the brain children at Talia who have brought this to market? This is a, it's a startup environment. Our founders uh, started up another company that um, and kind of successfully exited uh, that focused on um, the invoice process. Kind of, I, I talked about how companies partner with their suppliers, mm-hmm. a similar concept. Um, you know, getting invoices into into SAP, getting them approved faster, more efficiently. Um, and again, for for us, it's it's about creating products that that kind of um, I don't know they they embody innovation. It, it's solving a problem that the market has. You know, if if you just try to push something that you think technology wise is a cool solution, but um, there really isn't a market for it, you, you know, you're, you're swimming upstream. You're not going to be successful. So. We're creating something that, that the market needs. Um, kind of that's the response we've gotten based off based off of our customer success. And um, yeah, we're 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 thrilled. Uh, we we kind of constantly challenge the status quo. And man, our our product roadmap is is aggressive. Um, we we're always always changing things up based off of market needs and dynamics. 
Thank you. Sounds like it. I want to go back to a comment, Lou Leparacci at Next Principles. You talked about if businesses don't incorporate social analytics, big data, today they'll be dinosaurs. It sounds like what Joe was just talking about was becoming a dinosaur ahead of your time. If you say, hey, this is cool, let's do it, but nobody wants it, or you don't know how to create the need in the market, the compelling need. Lou, what's the DNA at Next Principles, please? Sure. There's the... Um the DNA is a little bit varied, but I'd say the common theme that we have amongst the uh, members of the team is we all come from a software-as-a-service background, so we're big believers of uh, the cloud model, and we all come from backgrounds where the user experience is paramount. So we've uh, spent a lot of time developing a system or service that, that can be used by anyone and can be uh, anyone can be ramped up very quickly with, with the uh, system, and you can derive the value in, in the data and the analytics very quickly. So that's the uh, the common thread amongst the group. But you know, the rest of uh, the mm-hmm. details are things like uh, content management and CRM and uh, broadband infrastructure and so forth. So there's a lot of uh, uh, differences in in the details. But again, the common thread being um, uh, software as a service and uh, uh, user experience. Thank you. And Dan Quirk, I did not forget you, my dear. Dell Services, your 30-year-old company, you're still considered new. So talk to me quickly. Take me to break. What is the DNA of people like you at Dell? Same as what the other speakers yeah, have been very, saying? It's very similar, Bonnie. I mean, I think that everyone here, all these companies are breaking down new barriers and finding new ways to leverage technology. And that's essentially how Dell has been built and how we continue to expand. We are a key part of providing the infrastructure and the platforms. We partner with companies like SAP to provide, uh, you know, the resources and the solutions that companies like this need. We use them internally ourselves and, and change the way that we're analyzing our own business. Because if you're not doing that, then you're not going to survive. Uh, you have to break down those barriers and continue to grow. Uh, we want to be a very nimble company. We're, we're a large company, but we want to think and act a lot like these startups act. And in many mm-hmm. cases, we can learn lessons from startup companies like these because they act so much differently than a big company can act simply because you can walk down the hall and get the answer to a question, and that's it. <laughs> Very, very well put. You have successfully taken me successfully to the break. When we come back, everybody who's listening for a while knows, and newcomers, don't touch that dial or that mouse because we're going to have predictions from my four esteemed guests. We're going to talk about 2017, five years from today, or whatever time they want to address startups. I'm calling them smart-ups, harnessing technology. What will a startup look like five years from today? Same opportunities, better, faster time to market. We're going to pick the brains of my three-letter name guests, and we'll find out. So we'll be right back in about a minute. Justin, out. The business community's first choice in Internet talk radio, Voice America Business Network. Think you know SAP? Think again. SAP customers produce over 70% of the world's chocolate, more than 50% of the world's brand name jeans, over 72% of the world's beer, more than 86% of the world's athletic footwear, and over 65% of the world's televisions. Learn more at www.sap.com. 
Think you know SAP? Think again. SAP customers produce more than 52% of the world's movies, collect tolls for over 1.75 billion road miles traveled each year, and represent 80% of the companies on the Dow Jones Sustainability Index. SAP customers fly more than 1.1 billion of the world's passengers, courier over 50% of the world's packages, and manufacture over 77,000 automobiles a day. Learn more at www.sap.com. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are in the cloud with Game Changers, presented by SAP. If you have a question or comment for Bonnie or her guests, send an email to bonnie.d.gram at sap.com. You can also tweet your comments to pound sign SAP Radio during the show. Now back to In the Cloud with Game Changers. Yes, we're still here in the cloud having a rousing conversation about the DNA of startups, how they're harnessing technology. I call them smart-ups because they are inspiring me and inspiring all of you I know. So let's go to our crystal ball segment question. I'm going to give each of you a minute and a half. Stick close to the clock, please. Lou Liparacci, Next Principles. Five years from today, what will a startup look like, feel like, sound like? Will it be the same conversation if I do the show five years from today with three new startups? What do you think? Well, I think um, looking forward, we'll see a lot more automation in the uh, business process and the infrastructure. I, you know, as, as I look back and then look forward, uh, I see how much more competitive the startup environment has become. Um, mm. You know, before there were a lot of hurdles that companies had to clear, and a lot of them wouldn't clear to get in. Now, it's the, the barrier to entry is much lower, and a lot more companies are competing. And so, you have to be a lot smarter, not only on the technology and innovation front, but also on the business front. You need a lot of great planning and business intelligence right out of the gate. And uh, so I think, you know, people will start to use a lot more of these business intelligence tools, a lot more social media tools to understand what's going on in the marketplace and so forth. And I think this trend is going to continue. We'll see a lot more automation. The barrier to entry will become lower. Competing uh, competition mm-hmm. will, will continue to, to heat up. And I think it's just going to be even more challenging for companies to differentiate themselves in the future. So you're going to have to work harder and smarter. And as I look ahead to some of the trends um, in the technologies, you know, we're looking at a study that Jeff Kelly had done that says that in uh, five years the big data market is going to be over $50 billion, and, and more than half of that is going to come from services. So I think we're going to see a lot more adoption of, of big data in, in um, the services that people are providing. And when I look at uh, some of the things that uh, are going on in, in uh, social media in the small business segments, uh, Brent Leary had just done a study where he said that uh, 53% of SMBs are using social media for uh, very discreet business uh, purposes, such as uh, uh, marketing and support. And mm-hmm. he's looking at this uh, figure increasing as well. So I think people will beca- become a lot smarter by using a lot of these tools. Um, they'll have a lot more data that they can analyze and be able to spot trends, and uh, competition is going to be a lot tougher. Great information. And by the way, you name drop one of our favorite people here at SAP Radio. Brent Leary has been on several times, and I'm planning to meet him face-to-face for the first time in New York next week. So there. Okay. Joe Hyland, Talia, prediction five years out. What will startups look like, feel like, same as Talia, or something completely different? I can give you a minute, minute and a half. Go. I, I think um, I think static business plans will be uh, a thing of the past. Um, we're seeing that 
we're seeing that now. You have to have a fluid plan. You have to be able to quickly, rapidly adapt to changing market dynamics. Um, we're um, we're big believers in the the lean startup philosophy. Um, you know, one in which you you have to kind of test theories in the market, let the market tell you what it wants, what it what it needs, and then deliver that product. Right. So having having an MVP, a minimum viable product, as opposed to saying, hey, we're gonna we're gonna research this, we're gonna develop this product for the next eight, twelve months, and then we're gonna go to market and we're gonna make millions of dollars. Um, that it doesn't work that way, and I, I see that becoming even more of a, of a consistent trend in the next five years. Um, just quickly, what we did with SAP and HANA is, is a perfect example of this. When they approached us to be a part of the, the startup program, um, we had this concept for, for this new product, which I've talked about. Um, we had it up and running in HANA in the cloud in a matter of days, not months or weeks, days. Um, and we put, you know, we put data in there and we proved that it worked. Um, so from kind of concept through completion, you're talking at most weeks. Um, mm-hmm. So that just didn't happen five years ago. And, and five years from now, I see, it, I see that being even more the case. Very exciting. Thank you, Joe. Pan Kamal Alert Enterprise, can you look ahead five years from now and tell me what a smart up will look like? Absolutely. I love that term, by the way, Bonnie. It's Thank you. a great invention. I'm going to use it, too. Um, Please do. So I'm, going to, I'm going to couch my comments in the context of security. And, and the first thing I want to say is that organizations, large enterprises, government, etc., they've spent billions of dollars on security, trying to harden their perimeters. But guess what? There's more security breaches happening today than ever, ever before. So the big question we ask is why? Why is that happening? And, and mm-hmm. it is because organizations are conditioned to respond in their silos, in their departments. The IT guys respond to virus attacks. The corporate security guys are looking at their buildings, and the plant people are monitoring their plant. But attackers aren't thinking like that. So I think there's a huge opportunity in, in the trend that we believe we've started and led into the market is security convergence of looking at blended threats that go across all of those areas. And we see in, in a matter of uh, three to five years that organizations will start responding to that and organize, reorganizing themselves to address uh, all of these threats by eliminating their silos, and we're glad to be on the forefront of that. Great perspective. Thank you. Pan at Alert Enterprise. Dan Quirk, what do you see? I can give you just a minute and a half. That's it. So what does Dell see in terms of five years from today? Will you still be talking to startups like our three esteemed guests here joining you on the panel? Will you be talking to a different DNA of startup, a different a different plan, a different mentality, a different way of grasping? Will the cloud make it even faster well, two that's years. exactly it, Bonnie. The cloud is going to make it even easier for startups to launch and become competitive. Uh, it's going to help. It's going to help them take products to market quicker. When you leverage social media, when you leverage technology, and you leverage what's available to you in the cloud from an application perspective, you could become a real competitor very, very quickly. You can get instant feedback with social media outlets to make sure that the products and services you're taking to market are being accepted and that that is what the market is looking for. So those are the kind of things that are going to continue to happen. Dell is going to continue to enable companies like that to really leverage the technology and launch even quicker and and become real global companies in the blink of an eye. 
Wonderful. Blink of an eye. There's another phrase we're going to catch on to. Thank you, Dan Quirk from Dell. I have some predictions, but mine are easier because I wrote them down. I'm going to predict what's coming up next week here on In the Cloud with Game Changers presented by SAP. Thursday, 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern, August 16th. We're going to be talking about HR globalization, markets change, countries change. The world economy changes. Are you ready to go out and do business on a global basis? And who will you send out there to be your international workforce? Is your company really ready to go into other cultures? We'll be talking to some experts. Thursday, August 23rd, we're going to revisit an old topic, rogue IT, shadow IT. I think my guests know what that is, part two. And... Next week on Coffee Break with Game Changers, our other series on Wednesdays, 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern, we'll be talking to Axiom Salesforce Development Founder Bob Nichols, who's an author, and other esteemed guests on sales transformation. What does it mean to you? How can you become a trusted advisor, not just an approved vendor? And Wednesday, August 22nd, the future of digital marketing attribution measurement. If you don't know what it is, tune in and find out. Again, if you're a startup, you want to go to the summer schedule, uh, Palo Alto, August 30th. You don't want to miss that event. There should be a banner on the Voice America page and a very interesting banner. If you click, it'll take you to spr.ly forward slash SAP startups. There you go. Berlin, August 15th. Tokyo, August 29th. Palo Alto, the 30th. Paris, Dublin, and Singapore. I don't know how we can be in three places at one time. September 6th and Sydney, September 11th. Thank you to Sophie for helping us put the panel together. Thank you to Patricia Harris, Malcolm Kimberlin, and the Business Channel team. Everybody contributed to this great show. Lou Leparacci. Thank you, thank you, thank you from Next Principles. Joe Highland, Talia, you and your fan club really rock. They're still tweeting. Pan Kamal from Alert Enterprise, thanks for stepping in. You were a phenomenal guest. Very well spoken. Appreciate it. Dan Quirk, what can I say from Dell? Great contributions to the panel. So here are my closing thoughts for everybody. If you know somebody who's thinking about being a startup, Find this show on Voice America, on the Business Channel. Look for In the Cloud with Game Changers. Either send them the MP3 starting tomorrow or just tell them to click and listen. This is great information. For all of you listening, wishing you a game-changing week. Go out and shake up that status quo and make a difference in the cloud. I'm Bonnie D. Graham for SAP. Bye-bye. Thank you again for being part of In the Cloud with Game Changers, presented by SAP. Please join Bonnie D. Graham again next Thursday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Business Channel. And be sure to tune in to our other program, Coffee Break with Game Changers, every Wednesday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern, also on the Business Channel. Between shows, visit us at www.sapgamechangersradio.com.